0: What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody's well. Um, you guys want to laugh? So I tried to get the Asking Alexander album early, which I ended up getting, but I didn't realize it till the album came out. I was so mad, man. My cousin tells me like, "Dude, you gotta watch the emails." I'm like, "I know, I know." But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you follow me, Punch the Mouth Official sure on Instagram. For sure underscore X. peace guys later the videos are coming it just takes me a while to edit them but they're coming and i'm making a schedule so it should be easy now that i said that the podcast will continue to come out on wednesdays and fridays so i figured that part out already i just need to figure out substack and youtube but as we speak i'm figuring it out okay peace guys later I hope everybody's well um I need a favor from you guys I need you guys to tell me because I haven't gotten a lot of feedback on it if the episode last week sounded okay because to me it didn't I mean it did and it didn't it did because I had to fix some stuff and hopefully now it's a little more quieter so a lot less things will get through because as much as I compress the vials um people are talking in the background, you can still hear it. Unfortunately, I can't soundproof the room I'm in, but we'll try and figure it out. Another thing is UFC France is this weekend. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? UFC France this weekend. You know, we're going to be hearing a lot of this. So we'll see what happens. Can't wait can't wait but welcome to the punch in the mouth podcast episode 136 um i should have opened with that for whatever reason i didn't i apologize we're gonna start with ufc france this weekend so let's get into it zero gong will take on Sergei Spivak in the main event. The People's Main Event, Manan Ferro will take on Rose Namajunas, who's debuting at Flyweight. Benoit saint Dennis will take on Thiago Moises. Vulcan Ozdemir will take on Bogdan Guskov. William Gomez will take on Yanis Chimuri. Morgan Sherry will take on Madono Zenchine. That's the main card. Um, Again, a lot of What seems like French talent is on this card, which I would expect because they're going to be in France. Uh, Let me see what time this card starts for you guys. So it's going to, the main card will start at 12 here, Pacific Standard Time. And then that means three o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern Time. So I would imagine it's over by three o'clock, four o'clock Pacific Standard Time. It's got one, two, three, four, five. It's got six main card fights. And then it depends, like, if these these fights end fast, they have to make time up. So I would say around three, four o'clock. These fights are over. 4.30, the latest. Manon Ferro versus Rose Namajunas is the fight I'm looking forward to because Manon said said um, she wasn't impressed with um Blanchfield's performance. She said that she's not very good, and she showed what level she was at. Let's see if I can find this so I can read it to you guys. Here it is. I found it. Malam is confidential. Leaf frog Aaron Blanchfield with a win at UFC by night 226. Let me read the title first. So remember that little bit I just read to you. Just let me read the title because I skipped over the title entirely. I apologize for that. Manon Ferro not impressed by Aaron Blanchfield thinks title shot is hers with Rose Namajunas win at UFC Paris. Ferro 10 and one takes on two-time UFC strawweight champion Namajunas Yunes 11 and five in a flyweight bout in Saturday's co-main event at the Encore Arena in Paris. The event streams on ESPN Plus. Blanchfield 12 and one is coming off a unanimous decision win over former title challenger Tyler Santos. This past Saturday at UFC Fight Night 225 in Singapore. After watching the fight, Farouk was even more assured with an impressive win over Nama Ines. makes her the number one contender. Now, here's my problem. I'm going to keep reading, right? But here's my problem with this is we saw what Tyler Santos was able to do to Valentina Chipchenko. So I was very impressed with Aaron's performance. Um, did I think that if everyone would have got her the ground, she would have ran through her maybe but Tyler's very good at presenting jiu herself now if now if is putting pressure on herself something like Jorge Masvidal did that he talked himself into a a fight against Kamaru Usman the second time now if she like let's say she wins but the way she's talking she has to really really win like it has to be no doubt like Ian Gary the way Ian Gary defeated Neil Magnet it has to be Something like that. Like, she cannot look like. Oh, it could have gone either way. Because then they go, okay. You talked all this smack, so we're gonna go give it to Aaron now because you talked all this smack. So let's continue reading what it says. I'm a hundred percent sure that if I put on a good performance in this fight, considering the performance we've seen from Santos and Blanchfield, I'm going to be fighting for the belt for Road said through an interpreter during Wednesday's UFC Fight Night 226 media call. I'm a hundred percent convinced by that again a lot of things can be lost in interpretation but she's talking herself she's talking this big game if she doesn't deliver it's only going to backfire on her the road is not sold on blanchfield's resume and doesn't think it warns a title shot over her i wasn't impressed at all actually because until this point she never really fought against an opponent at a high level for road said i think this fight showed her real level and So I wasn't really that impressed, no. Farouk got her wish in welcoming Namajunas to flyweight and sees her as a perfect challenge in her pursuit for gold. I think Rose is one of the best fighters we've seen, Farouk said. She's an incredible fighter. I personally put her in the top five rankings. She's a former champion as well as a massive test for me as well before I want to go and get that belt. What? That made no sense. It's a massive test for me as well before I want to go and get that fight for the belt. I think cuz it got cuz the she probably, the way they said it is the way it got translated, but they're basically saying this is a fight I want to fu- I want before I get the belt. But the way it says it is it's a massive test for me as well before I want to go and get that fight for the belt. That's what that says. That makes no sense to me. How they should have put it. It's a good test for me before I fight for the belt. Before I get the fight for the belt. But they like did it word for word. So it sounds weird like that. I don't want you guys to think that I'm being weird. But again, she's talking herself into a big position. If she under delivers, they'll either make her fight one more time or they might give it to her or. They might give it to Blanchfield over her, and then she would have to wait. We'll see what happens. But yeah, they're talking a big game here, bro. And then, Cyril Gon versus Sergei Spivak. Let's hear what Cyril said, and then, okay, this is Cyril Gon. Cyril Gon says he's no longer in a rush for a fight for the title after loss lost to John Jones. I want to take my time now. Second March, Gunn suffered a first round submission loss to John Jones for the heavyweight belt. The setback marks the second time he failed on his bid to become the undisputed champion. It was a disappointing loss for Gunn, given he's now 1 and 2 in his last three. The last two losses are coming for the belt. With the last two losses coming from the, for the belt, Joe being 0 2 in undisputed title fights and having fought for the belt twice. And not even a full year, says he now wants to take his time before fighting for the title again. The Frenchman is set to return to the octagon in the main event in Paris against Sergei Spivak. Uh, So it's basically saying, so, okay, it says, Spivak is currently ranked 7th at heavyweight, while Ghan is ranked 2nd. If Ghan does get the win at UFC Paris, he knows how Maspinel is likely next and wouldn't mind another fight. That he isn't much, he isn't in a rush anymore. All my career, I was rushed. I started MMA in 2018. I did my first six fight, I did my first fight just after six months. Since the fight, I was already in a rush until today. So, yes, I want to take my time now. Gun said in the UFC Pre- Paris media day, I want to take my time at the gym, but I'm going to find some time without all of the things you have around. The training training and the gym. So I don't need to take my time between two fights. I need more time. No, it's about that. I need to manage my schedule without all things you have around the fight. And like, we're going to have time. And like that, we're going to have time. So basically what he's saying is, I need to stop going from fight to fight. Because he feels like, this is what he's saying. He started in 2018. Um, and they've just been rushing his career. Cyril Ghosn is currently 11-2 as a pro, even though he's 33. he still likely has several years as a title contender at heavyweight. I mean, yeah. Like, that's the thing. Heavyweight is really shallow, bro. So Cyril Ghosn versus Sergey Spivak. Um, I don't know, man. Like... Uh, to me, Cyril's very good, but it depends if Sergei gets him down and chokes him out. We'll see what happens. I believe that's how he beat Derek Lewis. But let, let's read this. UFC 295 backup fighter announced for John Jones versus Stipe Miocic. You guys know who it is? This makes me hope that Stipe doesn't show up. But I love Stipe, so I do want him to show up. UFC 295 is booked at Madison Square Garden on November 11th. The headline battle is expected to be John Jones defending his UFC heavyweight title against former champ Stipe Miocic. If all goes to plan, Jones will be making his first defense of the UFC heavyweight title. He won that belt in March with a first round submission over Cyril Gong. We just went over that. That was John Jones' heavyweight debut. Jones has 11 successful title defenses from his time as a UFC light heavyweight champion. Miyojis has not appeared in the UFC octagon since March 27, 2021. At that appearance at UFC 260, he lost the UFC heavyweight title to Francis Ngannou via second round KO. Miogis has four successful UFC heavyweight title defenses under his belt. The most in UFC history. I mean, that's crazy, right? That shows you the level of talent the UFC has. Should either Jones or Stipe fail to make it to the cage on November 11th, the UFC has a backup plan. Sergei Pavlovich. I'm telling you, if Stipe doesn't make it, Sergei Pavlovich is going to be ready, bro. top rank Russian Sergei Pavlovich is expected to serve as the backup fighter for the main event at UFC 285 for Eagle Lazorian on Instagram. Should John Jones or Slipe not be able to compete, the UFC hopes Pavlovich will be on way and ready to step in for either man. Pavlovich is 18-1 in his career and has been plying his trade in the UFC since 2018. Prior to that, he fought exclusively on Five Nights Global Organization, winning a heavyweight Grand Prix in that promotion, and their inaugural heavyweight title. In his UFC debut, he lost via TKO to Alistair Overeem and hasn't lost since. His being humbled by the Reem Pavlovich has reeled off six straight wins by either TKO or KO. In recent victories has come over Curtis Blades, tied to Ibasa and Derek Lewis, his recent victories, not in recent, his recent victory. This guy's the man, bro, like I can't wait. I can't wait till he fights for the belt, whether it be against John Jones. Originally, I wanted Tom Aspinall to fight him, but they have to have contenders. You know, like if a contender goes in and beats all the contenders, and then he can't beat the champion, you're not gonna give him an immediate rematch. And look, this is what John Jones has to say about that. We're gonna get into the PFL thing. That's gonna be the major thing of today's podcast. John Jones uncommitted on fighting new crop of heavyweights. I have to look at it as a business. Bones decided to return to the octagon in November at UFC 295 opposite former champion for John Jones. The fight will be his first title defense of his heavyweight championship reign. And Marchie captured the vacant goal with a submission win over Cyril Gon. However, his title defense against DiPe might wind up being his last as well. In an interview on the Overdogs podcast, John Jones was asked about the next crop of heavyweight contenders. Names such as Tom Aspinall, Sergey Pavlovich, seem to be leading the charge as young contenders. While impressed with both, John Jones isn't sure he'll fight either one of them. In an interview, he he was adamantly more concerned about his legacy and business side of things. While not scared of anybody with retirement on the way, he has become more careful about who he fights. Who does he sound like, bro? Tell me. He sounds like Floyd Mayweather, man. Oh my god. Like, you know what I think it is? Here's what I think it is. And you you everybody's has heard me give John Jones flower on this show. Don't tell me you haven't because you have. But here's what I think it is. I think that he realized when I fought Anthony Smith, when I fought Tiago Santos, when I fought Dominic Grace those were all well, not the Anthony Smith one, but tiago santos and dominic reyes those were all close fights right those were all close fights i think he goes dude i don't want to go through that again those guys almost beat me i'm good like let's move on from that please please so he's seeing this as stipe is like um on daniel cormier's level you know like the, he's not a newcomer because i honestly feel that i think he feels that He would have a hard time. I'm not saying that he can't beat Tom Aspinall or Sergei Pavlovich, but I'm telling you, I feel like he thinks he's going to have a hard time. And it goes on to say, dude, they're amazing. Don't get me wrong, John Jones stated, discussing future heavyweight contenders. They're scratching. They're starching people in the first round. But as I get older, I have to look at it as a business and not to speak out of pride, but I have to speak because of my legacy and the business. The hardcore fans knows who these guys are. That's great. He continued. But at the end of the day, I need to fight people that maintain the public Oh, that mainstream public is going to get excited about. You see, this is what I'm saying. He's basically saying they're not going to make a name off of me because I'm on my way out and they're coming up and they can get one over on me. That's what he's saying. When you're in my position, there's always going to be these new challenges that's younger than you. And everybody wants to see if you can do it one more time. But it is what it is. What I make about these comments is that I feel that he knows where his ceiling is. And I feel that he feels that one of these younger guys is going to get over on him. That's why he's contemplating retirement after this steep A Because I think he knows where his ceiling is at this point. That's what I honestly believe. Dylan Dan is Savage trolling Amina Agadol, Ag- Agadol. I hope I said that right. And Logan Paul produces outrageous online numbers. Dude, if you guys are following this, Dylan Danis is ruthless. At first, I wasn't with it. But Danis, because I heard they started it with him and they brought one of his ex-girlfriends into the mix. Like... When they first started talking about him fighting Jake and then it ended up being Logan. But Dylan Dallas is ruthless with this. Dylan Dallas is roasting Logan Paul and Nina appears to be paying off in a huge way. Dylan Dallas and Paul will box in England on October 14th. And the lead up to the fight has been absolutely brutal for Logan Paul. The MMA fighter has been flooding X with a nonstop stream of videos and photos of his fiance with other men saying sexually vulgar stuff. In one video shared by Dennis, Nina talked about how badly she needed to have sex and was pretty cringe and disgusting. That it was. Because I saw the video. And apparently Dylan is getting like 2 billion views out of all these videos. Like at first I'm like, Dude, I want Logan to beat this guy's ass so bad. Like, honestly, bro. But then when I heard it's because, like, Jake and them, because originally it was supposed to be Jake and Dylan fighting when Jake ended up fighting Ben Askren, that apparently they asked Dylan Dennis first, and he said no. So, I mean, but, like, the length this guy has gone to, like, if it was something productive... I would say good on you, bro. But, like, because it's this, like, I'm saying, well, you could use whatever resources you're using on that for better cause. But, like, dude, the amount of effort he's gone to do this that Logan is threatening him to cancel the fight if he doesn't stop that's nuts, man. That is crazy, crazy nuts. Okay, let's get into this professional fighters league thing. This is a press release. Professional Fighters League and SRG Sports Investment Sign Global MMA Investment Agreement. And then it goes investment to prepare PFL signing more top talent and star fighters. Investment will accelerate global expansion, including a launch of PFL Mena League in 2024. PFL pay-per-view superfights will launch and be hosted in Saudi Arabia in 2024. Investment will facilitate increase in sports participation across Saudi Arabia and MENA. Ray Adish, this is Ray Adi. I guess he's like the CEO of this investment group. Professional Fighters League and SRG Sports Investment today announced an investment agreement to accelerate PFL's momentum in expanding globally, recruiting top fighters and building its fan base as it aims to become the co-leader in MMA worldwide. First of all, it won't because the UFC also has a deal with Abu Dhabi. As part of the agreement, the SRG has acquired a minority equity ownership stake in PFL. So these are the guys that gave PFL a bunch of money that Dana was talking about. He's saying like, who's going to give them a bunch of money to do that in the Middle East? These are those Middle East guys and will become an investor in a new regional league PFL MENA. Due to launch in 2024, like, there's PFL Africa. I guess PFL MENA will be Saudi Arabia's region. As well as supporting PFL's expansion into Saudi Arabia and a wider MENA region, a Disney SRG and PFL will develop and host PFL Pay-Per-View supervised mega events in Saudi Arabia. Now, those are the events where you're going to see Kayla Harrison, Francis Ngannou, Jake Paul, Amanda Serrano because if they're smart MVP will make sure that PFL or they put it in the contract that wherever Jake Paul fights you're gonna have Amanda Serrano fight because she was the co-main event when he fought Diaz. PFL's mission is to become the global co-leader in MMA with our fighter first mission and disruptive sports season format said PFL and chairman Don Davis This investment by SRG continues the monumental growth that PFL has experienced throughout the world, and there is no better partner in global sports than SRG. SRG Chairman Bander Bin Morgan said today, Today marks a new milestone for the SRG as we make our inaugural investment. SRG is shaping a new era era of sports in Saudi Arabia and accelerating the growth of the domestic sports economy. This investment aims to nurture the local and regional talent pool in martial arts, promotes gender equality in sports and brings new opportunities directly to Saudi Arabia and a wider MENA region. PFL and SRG share the same vision for mixed martial arts, the biggest star fighters, mega global events and global expansion to bring the sports to all regions. So we are thrilled to honor to have SRG as our investment partner said, PFL CEO, Peter Murray. PFL has become the clear number two MMA company in just five years. And with SRG backing the best of PFL, it's still to come. Okay. Here's the thing. Is the PFL number two? Yes, in the terms of viewership and stuff like that. But I don't see them the number two in talent. No, I don't. Because who is it? They, they have money, yes. Look, they got Shane Burgos that that whole fiasco happened. They have Kayla Harrison. Like, they're only, like, homegrown. Well, I would say superstar. And, because you can't even say that about Laresa Pacheco. Because Laresa Pacheco was on The Ultimate Fighter when it was Robert Whitaker and Kevin Gastelum. She was in the UFC for a little while. But because she was fighting at 135... I'm pretty sure she didn't do so well. I mean, look at that girl. That girl's huge. She should be fighting at featherweight or even lightweight. But you can't even call her homegrown talent because she was in the UFC for a little bit. Like, their superstars, Kayla Harrison. And from what I've heard, Kayla only has two fights left. But there was also this rumor before this SRG news came out that PFL wanted to buy Bellator. I don't know if that's still the case. Because to me, Bellator's number two. People say one championship's number two. Like to me, Bellator's number two, and I'm going to tell you why. Are you guys ready? You guys ready? They don't have fighters that I connect with. Like other than John Lineker, the kitty Fa and Rottag, and maybe Adriano Moraes because he beat Demetrius Johnson. I connect with those three guys. The guy John Lineker fought, whose name I don't remember, Rottag, the Muay Thai fighter, and then. Adriano Moraes, because we are, we almost have similar names. No, but my point is those are the only three guys I connect to. When it comes to PFL, I think of Kayla Harrison. But then when it comes to Bellator, I think, whoa, there's AJ McKee, there's Johnny Evelyn. there's Yagoslav Amusov or Amusov Yagoslav, there's. Uh, um, Vadim Nankoff, even though he was in Ryzen for a little bit and then another thing I hear people saying Ryzen's better than Bellator I'm like did you not see the last the first Ryzen versus Bellator card Bellator swept them like come on bro come on bro my point is yes PFL might be making more money than Bellator but Bellator clearly to me has better fighters they have more homegrown talent that I believe can be stars. They have Aaron Pico. They have AJ McKee. Who else they got? They have Jack Gallagher. Who else they got? Vadim Nenka. Did I see Johnny Eblen already? If I didn't, Johnny Eblen. But if I did, I apologize. Um Almost all. Almost, they have Usman and Like, tell me. I named about five people from Bellator. How are they not number two? Maybe because they've been around longer and they gave me fighters such as Mike Chandler, um, Lyman Good, Ben Askren, Douglas Lima. But I don't feel that same connection with the PFL or one championship. But we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'll leave it there. Make sure you follow me. Punch them out official on Instagram, official underscore PITM on Twitter. Peace, guys. Later.